yo, why am I holding this book? What is it? Extreme ownership. Why am I holding this weird book relating to Asian men? Extreme ownership. What does it mean? What does it all mean? Stick around and you're going to find out. First of all, I see a lot of Asian men blaming the media for the problems they experience. They blame the media for, oh, the way we're portraying Asians is hyper-feminine. They blame the media for everything. But in reality, one thing that Asian men do not realize because they're not taking extreme ownership is that they actually are contributing to the actual problem. So let's begin, shall we? So first of all, when you have a bow cut haircut, it's not like mine. I can actually pass for a K-pop artist. When you do not look like a K-pop artist and you're dressed with a bow cut, what's going to happen is, well, you're going to reinforce the negative stereotype. That's exactly what's happening. So you got to think, what are the negative stereotypes of Asians and where do they come from? It's very simple. They come from mental illnesses. That's right. I'm going to be the first to say it. Stereotypes are not 100% true of everyone, but stereotypes are very, very true of overall. If you look at people overall, they start to create a baseline. It doesn't mean it's true for the individuals, but it's totally 100% true for the baseline. That's how stereotypes are created by mental illnesses. And for the people showing up, Asians need to take extreme ownership. Now I'm like the Ty Lopez of day game. You know, you got to read, you know, because for Ferraris and nice watches and, you know, nice mansions, you got to read. No, I'm just joking. All right. So first of all, there are two types of Asians. There are the enlightened Asians and there are the triggered Asians. The triggered Asians do not like me. The RSD victims. But one thing I've noticed in common is that the enlightened Asians, like my students, they dress pretty well. The triggered Asians like to wear RSD hoodies and they like to dress like they're Wuhan washed. Like they just came out of the lab of China while eating bats. You can't expect that women is going to forgive you. So they blame the media for everything. And that's what they're doing. They're shifting blame, shifting blame. So it is a mental illness. So the very first thing is that you are creating a stereotype. So the first stereotype is model minority. Are you not creating a model minority stereotype where you're so nice to everyone and you're Asian and so you reinforce that stereotype? But what mental illness is that? Well, first of all, a real lack of a fucking backbone. That's what's created because you're passive, you're weak, you're not emotional. You have no facial expressions when you guys talk when you're Asians. For example, if we were to look at any Asian out there, anywhere, we can put Andrew Yang, for example. I, I can put any sort of Asian in the world. A-N-D-R-E-W-Y-A-N-G. But he's well-spoken, John. He is very, very well-spoken. But when you look... Oh, fuck, another ad on YouTube. But when you look at Andrew Yang... Okay. Like, hey, I can 
support more than one candidate. And so if you don't support me, number one, then support me, number two or three. Uh, see, I even when he's smiling, you can't tell he's fucking smiling. This as soon as they see the instructions, because who, do, who doesn't want to be able to support? He can't even move his eyebrows. If you like more than one person, I love ranked choice voting. I think it's a real positive. What the fuck? He doesn't move his fucking face when he talks. He has no facial expressions. While his tonality is great, but when he starts speaking, people cannot tell what he's trying to express. So Asians have done this to themselves. So instead of blaming the media, learn how to move your face. We can take any Asian actor in the world, anybody, Glenn from whatever TV show, which I don't watch TV. We can take an actor from anywhere. You can list an Asian actor and the very same thing will happen. A lack of facial expressions. They don't move their face. Even if they learn how to speak and they have a good voice. So that is one of the first things. Is that when you have no facial expressions, Caucasian people are very, very expressive when you talk to them. Hey, bro, what's up, right? Yeah, it's great, man. Just smoking some weed and shit. You know, it's like some, this is the bomb, the greatest weed I ever smoked. Yeah, bro, I mean, the COVID's fucked up and shit. Yeah, I know how you're... Like, they talk like that because they're expressive. Most Asians have no idea. So you're reinforcing the negative stereotype. And the lack of social skills, which is a trait of Asperger's. Although I do not think Asians in general are Asperger's, they're not born that way. But it's almost as if they behave that way. The lack of facial expressions, the robotic gestures. <laughs> like just the way they talk is just monotone or they're like way up here or something asians are not asperger's but they act asperger's so that's another thing that you're doing to reinforce the negative stereotype move your fucking face change your tonality have some congruency and when i show a picture of andrew yang the very first thing you can do is to blame the media for the mental illnesses because mental illnesses do cause stereotypes like i said Stereotypes are not true of the individual, but as a whole, more and more people reinforce it. So they don't have any social skills. And Bruce Lee is not Chinese either. He is partially Asian only. He's like part German, part Asian. And lastly, the very important point I want to make is that is evolutionary psychology. It's called xenophobia, the fear and dislike of other people's culture. So whenever they see a guy who's Wuhan washed and they see a guy who's looks, he doesn't look K-pop like me. He doesn't look like, a, like he can show up in a K-pop band. No, they look like somebody that just came right out of Wuhan, eating bats, drinking bat soup and just working in the lab. That, that's what they look like. And I had a student recently and I said that to him, your fashion is not good. I said the word shit. I was pretty mean. Yeah, I blame John. It's like John's like Donald Trump. John doesn't care. John doesn't care. I mean, if anyone dislikes me, that's fine. That's fine. So basically, but Donald Trump is very polarizing. Half the people hates his fucking guts. The other half loves him. So I guess I'm just going to be more myself because when I'm nicer, people dislike me more actually. I'd rather be hated for who I am than who I am not. And that's fine with me. So uh, Asians are so skinny. I've noticed that they lack facial expressions. Not to be. No, I. this is exactly what I've been saying all along. Asians are fucking skinny. And 
this is the point I'm going to get into. So they blame the masculinity because Asians are not portrayed to be masculine. They're portrayed in the media to be hyper feminine. They're portrayed to be subhuman. So a lot of these Asians are mentally pumping their state with anger. And someone like ABCs of narcissism can bring up all these next shark articles. If you go to nextshark.com, what you'll see is nonstop Asians getting beaten up, spit on, shot at, punched in the back of the head. And that's the problem because a lot of this stuff is something that Asian men can control. They're creating xenophobia, the fear and dislike of other people's culture, the fear and dislike of other people's culture. And there is a thing called the in-tribe and the out-tribe. So in evolutionary psychology, let's just say over here is the in-tribe. When you're part of the in-tribe, whoever is in here, there is no xenophobia at all, zero. And when you're part of the out-tribe, you're considered the enemy. You're considered the enemy. So it's not because people are racist. They're, I don't think most people are racist, in my opinion. I have not experienced any racism in my life. I think it's bullshit, to be honest. Because the way I'm so whitewashed, they I can literally pick up women in a KKK rally, and they don't give a fuck. That, that's how much I don't see racism. I don't believe it. But you guys experienced it. But you guys are experiencing something called xenophobia. Xenophobia. So what is xenophobia? And how are you creating xenophobia? Even in the old days for tribes, if you're part of the out-tribe, you're considered the enemy. And this creates a lot of distrust because xenophobia means a fear and dislike of other people's cultures. So Asians, when you dress Wuhan wash and you do not look like a K-pop artist, you are literally separating people from you. And that's the funny thing, because once a student, one of my students, he started wearing the same brown pants as all my other students. He started wearing the same dress shirt and he wore a blazer. And I got to fix his hair soon. But what happened was before he was approaching, he was not able to get me three infields, just the openers. He's got rejected over and over because of xenophobia. I wanted to show him that. Afterwards, he was not rejected. He started wearing at least a blazer, not the pants yet, but he was able to open most of the sets, except the walking ones. So in reality, it had nothing to do with racism. It is something that Asians have brought on themselves. They are pushing her away with xenophobia. And let's get back to the question they're talking earlier about. I know a lot of people are dropping off because they don't want to take extreme ownership, extreme ownership. So according to this book about extreme ownership, anything that happens in your life, this is a Navy SEALs book by Jocko Wilkins, extreme ownership. We can skip right to the, after all the war stuff, they'll start talking about, hold on a second. They'll start talking how it is your fault. You cannot blame anyone else. And Asians love to blame somebody else because that is a trait of a sociopath. But John, are you calling everyone a sociopath? Nope. I'm saying a lot of pickup artists are gravitated towards this field that are sociopaths. And Asians refuses to take extreme ownership. As I'm looking through this book, chapter one, 
everything that happens in your life, it is your fault. So if you are dressing in such a way that you're creating xenophobia, a fear and dislike of other people's culture, you have to take extreme ownership. That means you, it's better to accept 100% of the problems. And this is the problem with other organizations like Black Pill. They'll never accept extreme ownership. It's the same mental illnesses. All the pills, they just have a different operating system. They have the same sociopathic brain. They have the same autism. They have the same all that shit. They just have a different belief system. Red pill, black pill, blue pill. Blue pill does not have mental illnesses. That's why they don't need PUA shit. But you need to take extreme ownership, guys. Extreme ownership of your problems. And you think by being taller and stronger, although it does help a lot, that automatically women is going to jump on your dick. Yeah, more of it will. More of it will. But however, you should stop blaming Hollywood. You should stop blaming all the media. Yes, I'm going to admit that media does affect your perception. Look at COVID-19. You guys are getting beaten up. You guys are getting beaten up all the fucking time. During the fucking me like media, you're seeing big black guys punching you in the back of the fucking head and throwing you across the pavement. It's almost like a daily occurrence now. It's gone up by 140%. But however, yes, the media does play a role, but you are responsible for reinforcing the negative stereotypes. And as you said, one of the negative stereotypes is that Asians have no muscles and they're skinny. However, there's also a second counter stereotype that the media created. So yes, the media does play a role, but you are responsible for behaving that way because you didn't know any better. You don't know what you don't know. So, for example, K-pop artists are skinny too. They're like the pretty boy Asian types, you know? Kind of like me, okay? But except they have a surgery for the jawline, so it's really, really skinny. Maybe I can make it skinnier, okay? If I can re relax the muscles, I can look more like those K-pop guys, okay? But for K-pop, why did white girls like K-pop so much? They create a new positive stereotype. They create a new intribe. So for K-pop... They became a new intro. A lot of white girls, especially very, very pretty 18-year-old white girls, are really into K-pop before. So when K-pop first showed up, it was Gangnam Style. Psy showed up. And all of a sudden, white girls are going crazy. They're wearing their fucking panties everywhere. And it wasn't because of the square jawline, because there are Korean actors that have very, very square jawlines, more square than mine. And that's the thing. How come the women did not like the Korean actors? Although if you do show them pictures side by side, which one's more attractive, they'll pick the Korean actor. It doesn't mean they'll fuck them. So that's not the solution. It means even if you have K-pop bangs and you have square jaw, that's not the solution. The masculinity was not the solution. It was a hyper femininity where the media for Korea, and it became exported to the United States, created a new positive stereotype. So the whole idea that Asian masculinity, let's blame the media. Well, K-pop took their pretty boy image and they made it their own. They ran with it. They even got Asian guys with, you know, with, I don't know, guy liner and some shit and some makeup and all that shit. And that's kind of fucking weird. But however, women loved it. They were skinny. They, they were dancing all the time. They had no muscle. They had 
they're ripped. They have abs, everything. But white girls loved it. They were not tall. They were not strong. But somehow, this media, debunking that you should blame the media, the media actually helped you. K-pop is what put Asian men on the map. When I was doing day game for all these years, 20 years, when K-pop came around, my results skyrocket. It's like without K-pop, it's going to always be height and muscles. And let's look at Hollywood. How many Asians have we seen? We've seen like in Mortal Kombat movie. We saw this tall Chinese guy, okay? We saw Sub-Zero. What else did we see? We saw Rain in some ninja whatever movie. What else we saw? We saw Bruce Lee. We saw Jet Li who looked, they look, I don't know. And Bruce Lee is not even Asian. He's like one-fifth, like partially German. A lot of white girls who like K-pop are pudgy. Well, yeah, I mean, some of them are pudgy and some of them are not. So because I might have dated, let's just say the word dated, a lot of these kind of women, you know, some of them are pudgy. I've not dated them, but there are some of them that are younger and pretty and they just love K-pop. So it really depends. But yeah, there are pudgy ones. There's also a crowd of um you know african-american kind of women that also is into k-pop and there's other cultures into k-pop so yes the k-pop does put in her mind that asians are attractive so some of the women i have banged before and so even some of the infields i hate to say it but they they seen k-pop before and they roughly know what it is they just put that that so you can become a positive stereotype and even if it's not K-pop, because K-pop is no longer popular, Asians do like pretty boy Asian types. Like, I mean, women do like pretty boy Asian types because you can pass off good genes. Students that are pretty boy types, they do have it easier. Or you can be taller, or you can be stronger. But to blame the Asian masculinity onto the whole entire platform, United States media, that's blaming when you guys should be blaming yourselves and trying to break the negative stereotypes. You should be choosing a niche. You either want to be a strong guy, a tall guy, or a pretty boy type. If you are all three, congratulations, you have genetically locked out. For me, I can't gain that much muscles, although I do have some myself right now, but not as much as before. But my point is, Instead of blaming the media, and this is called extreme ownership, you must take 100% ownership. You are basically creating xenophobia right now during COVID-19 by dressing Asian watch. You are going to get nothing but indifference. In the very first year of COVID-19 or the first lockdown for Asian men, they were separated from the Wuhan flu. It's like, oh, yeah, these Asians here are different than the China guys over there. So they're different. So a lot of my students got laid during the first lockdown the asians lockdown number two they're still not beating up the asians yet but they're starting to feel some resentment okay it's a little bit harder a few asian students got late lockdown three now you notice lockdown three has been a lot harder for asian men and once in a while we see anomaly here and there and getting late but the ones that did get laid and i think i took a picture over here and hold on a second somewhere over here screenshots um <coughs> yeah i took a picture of one of my students hold on a second i want to make sure i can cover his face i think i'll show it to another person so for one of my students 
who got laid, he was wearing the same pants and everything in the same clothes. This guy. Let's take a look. Ready? This is what got laid during lockdown three. Look at it. Five foot eleven, brown pants, blazer, same hairstyle as all my other students, dress shirt, same kind of watch. He didn't experience any racism at all. There was no xenophobia. And people may say, like, don't dress like John students or don't use their hair. The better question is, why make it harder on yourself? There's always good, better, and best. Good, better, and best. It may be good to dress in your style, but at the same time, there's a, always a better style. But just because it's better doesn't mean it's the best. This is easier. So when you are driving on a steering wheel, would you rather be driving with your feet or would you rather be driving with your elbows or would you want to be driving with your hands? It's good driving with your feet. And if anyone drives with their feet, I'm not going to discriminate against you. But you're making it harder on yourselves. You're making it harder on yourselves. If you want to drive with your elbows, right, that's fine. You know, it's, it's hard to drive with your elbows, but you can do it. You can kind of put in the steering wheel and turn it around here. That's right. It's like not the best fashion. But why make it harder on yourself? <clears throat> why make it harder on yourself? When you dress like my student, it's like grabbing the steering wheel and driving with your hands. It's easier. It's way easier. And you don't have to experience the outtribe, the xenophobia. So a lot of the Asians out there, when you see yourself in the media trying to protect the other Asians, the elder Asians, they're walking the elder Asians to the supermarket, to other places, so they don't get beaten up, especially in the United States. But that's the problem because... You guys are actually responsible because you guys are dressed even more Wuhan wash than the people you're protecting. So what do you say about that? You're protecting Asian men, but you're dressing more Wuhan wash without knowing that you're putting yourself in the outtrip. And just like one of my students, he's realizing that he's getting rejected a lot until he starts dressing more like my other students. Although he don't have the brown pants yet. He got the top part handled. And now he's not getting rejected as much. And he's wondering, what the fuck? You cause this to yourselves, guys. All you Asians have caused this to yourself. You have no one to blame but yourself, and you got to take extreme ownership. You are creating xenophobia, and you're blaming the media. So the very first thing to do is that there's no point of blaming the media. You got to break the negative stereotypes. You got to get facial expressions when you talk. You got to have a, a tonality that actually changes. You can't just muscle your way through things, and you cannot just height your way through things. You need to develop social skills. It's almost like your Asperger's. Good to have some good social skills, and it's also good to have a good body language. That's what's missing. And people are dropping off because now I'm just saying some real shit here. That's why I'm saying some real shit here. And the second thing I want to talk about is, yeah, extreme ownership. It's easier to blame the media because it's less work. You want to play the tragic hero. You want to be the activist type. You know, you want to be like the, um, oh, yeah, let's fight the media. Let's, let's fight the media because fuck the media. They're making us Asians look bad. Well, in reality, you dumb motherfucking types, these activist Asian types. Oh, now they're all dropping off. Oh, I hit a nerve. John, John hit a nerve. Now it's down to four people, right? Down from 10 to four. Holy shit. I hurt so many people's feelings. But for the ones who are still here, 
who are listening to the gospel. I'm going to preach and preach the truth. You want to blame somebody for the ones who are still listening to be the tragic hero. You want to be the tragic hero. You want to say that, oh, woe is me, right? It's like, dude, everything that happens in your life is 100% your fault. If you know that, then you can start making changes. But it's easier to just say it's somebody else's fault. It's not a very helpful mentality. It is not always the media's fault. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. Because now when you have to look in the mirror, you realize that, oh, shit, you got to make some changes. You got to have some facial expressions. You got to work on your social skills. You got to change your fashion. You got to be out of the out tribe. You need to reinforce a positive self, like stereotype. Now there's three people here. Oh, shit. I hit the nerves so hard that people are just, you see that? You see that? Seven people disappeared. I used to blame everyone years ago. It's true. It's all on you. 100% true. So from now on, for the Asians, I'm going to give you a phrase that you guys need to use in the future because you can't use your sociopathic blame other people. Sociopaths are always in their mind that they're always 100% right. They are never wrong. They'll, they'll never apologize if they're wrong. I can apologize if I'm wrong. And, you know, that's, that's something I can do. I'm not a sociopath. But for all the other people that are sociopathic, they can't blame other people. They, you know, they have to blame other people. There's some times when you have to take responsibility and stop trying to win at all costs. So here's the saying for the Asians. If it's meant to be, it is up to me. So now you're realizing if it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it's, you know, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. It's like a K-pop song. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. That's right. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. You got to take the responsibility and make the changes if you're Asian. You can't just blame the media for everything. And all the people are protecting the old people, and you're looking more Wuhan washed than the older people. You got to put up a good image. You got to break the stereotypes. So if the stereotypes are that Asians are wearing baggy clothing, what should you wear instead of baggy clothing, guys? Maybe something more slim fit. Why would you wear baggy clothing that's two or three sizes too big? Looks like your older brother gave you the clothing. Why would you wear something like that? Doesn't make any sense. But somehow, because a lot of times your fashion is determined by your parents. If you got one parent that's really into fashion, my mother is, then it will rub off on you. If both of your parents are Wuhan washed, for example, you're Asian, what will happen is that both of you, you're going to dress like shit and you're going to create xenophobia and you're going to create a lot of unnecessary rejections where you're going to start creating unnecessary beliefs. Your beliefs are it's, it's all like, oh, the media, it's, it's all the media. You have created an extra 5,000 rejections out of nowhere for no reason. You put 5,000 extra, 6,000, 5,000, 6,000 extra rejections that will fuck up your mind. That's what you created. So remember, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. You've got to start taking extreme ownership. And you can see with all the Asians that are dropping off from 10 to 3. The fuck is this?
Okay, postpone. It, my computer wants to update itself, you know? So ignore that sound. But if I tell the Asians to read this, and I told a lot of students to read Extreme Ownership, guess what happens? They mentally masturbate reading this book. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got to take Extreme Ownership. But you still want to play the tragic hero. You guys still want to play the tragic hero. Because whenever you blame the media and you're not making changes and you're cream xenophobia being part of the outright, what's happening is you're absolving yourself from any responsibility to make the changes. And of course, it's easier when you see a company like RSD saying, hey, looks don't matter. You know, race don't matter. Hype don't matter. And that appeals so much to the Asian men. Although only 1% of Asian men actually get results and they often are either strong, they're tall, or they're good looking. 1% is actually being generous. We can actually look at all the RSD nation members. We can combine them all across the entire globe. And we can calculate because I have students that runs hot seats here. I can get the numbers and we can see it's actually less than 1% of the students that get results. They spam approach for so long that they don't get a testimonial during that training period. That's why they don't have testimonials for RSD. They don't have testimonials. But the thing is that for Asians, it's very appealing because it helps their story to say that, you know, it, it's so appealing. It doesn't hurt their ego. It doesn't hurt their ego because I, I left the audio in front of my website on johnnyleakdating.com that I finally released it that you can actually start raising your self-esteem. There's audio by Neural Beats, johnnyleak.com. Check out the front of the site. I've left it right above the products. You guys can listen to it five hours a day, seven days a week. And what happens is you raise your self-esteem and you'll lower your ego and then you get less triggered. And then what I'm saying makes more sense to you. So it doesn't sound like I'm just yelling. It doesn't sound like a Democrat hating on Donald Trump. It actually make a lot of fucking sense. A lot of fucking sense. Because right now it's just bouncing off of your brain because some of the words I said triggered you. But if it's triggered, then it means like the self-esteem is being triggered. You got to take responsibility. You have to let go of your image because you will have this Asian pride. And when the students used to tell me before, I remember one guy, he says in the gym, all the white people looked at me, but he had this bowl cut all the time. I told him to fix his hair. And as soon as he did it, he started wearing the brown pants and he started wearing the, you know, the clothing that is more whitewashed. He started making white friends in his social circle. White people were never racist against you ever. I hate to tell you this, Asians. Oh, the white man is again. Yeah, okay, sure. They're into Asian women, sure. And there's a hypergamy or hypergamy going on. Yeah, 100% true. However, white men were never racist against you. They do not like xenophobia. They do not like fobby Asians. They don't fit in the tribe. It makes them feel uncomfortable. But they're not racist against people that fit into their tribe. That's what you don't realize. Because you don't know what you don't know. Until the students dress whitewashed, they no longer face resistance. Because this whole ABCs of narcissism, oh, you guys succeed because you're Asian, not in spite of it. That's the problem. Because you have this mindset that, oh, I, I got to succeed because of Asian pride. But that Asian pride or ego, maybe it's called Asian ego, the offended Asians, the triggered Asians, is the thing that's keeping you. Because you want to hold on to your story. You want to hold on to your story that it's okay to blame the media. You see, people are dropping off again. You want to blame the media. See, when I say Asian, you, I'm saying some real shit here that people cannot handle. It is too much for you guys to handle right now. And Johnny Lee is like, oh, fuck, that, that's a dating coach that has the most Asian student late in day game in the world. And he's calling out Asian men. He's calling out Asian men that wants to hold on to this tragic hero story. So that way you can absolve yourself from any real responsibilities. 
that's a big problem. I don't think that's cool. You're saying basically that you are not responsible for what happens to you. That's what procrastination is. It's just delaying the action. And every single time you blame somebody else and you're not fixing yourself. You're not boosting your height. And it's like, oh, it's dropping my confidence. No, it's drop. It's hurting your ego because your ego is the self-image that you want to hold on to. That's the self-image you want to hold on to. You want to hold on to this tragic story that it is the media's fault. And yes, the media does play a role. And yes, that is the symptom. But that is not the cause. You are the cause. Remember, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. You got to work on these things. If you cannot grow a lot of muscles, then, you know, I do have a workout program that can help. While for me, I'm not the biggest guy. My students are huge after three weeks. So I'm not sure what the fuck is wrong with my genetics. But I just don't grow muscles. But I have more testosterone than most people. And this is not an exaggeration. I've taken blood tests. My testosterone is nearly maxed out. I'm not on steroids. And I'm not sure if it makes me a little bit aggressive, but I'm extremely high in testosterone. Maybe people with certain mental illnesses and stuff like that. And I'm not a sociopath, but the other type. Maybe it makes you like have extremely high testosterone. And it's like, Ur! but that's not the point. The point is this. The point is for Asian men, you have become soft. You're no longer um, alpha like before. It used to be very, very tough. And now you're just blaming everything. Because after all the Vietnamese war, after the Chinese war, after the Mongolian wars, after the Japanese wars, you all had German guilt. You all had German guilt. And what happens is that you start trying to fix your image by being extra beta, extra nice, to not offend anyone. Because, oh no, God forbid that you start to look like your Japanese warlords and ninjas and cutting people in half. That, you know, your Chinese people that were archers and, you know, war generals. And, you know, God forbid that. So what happened is that you created this Confucianism that made you confused. You became beta, you became soft with this Buddhism. All this stuff that popped up right after the war, after the war was over, there was a peacetime. You no longer cared anymore about being masculine. But it's not about Asian masculinity. That's not the problem. You got to look at the mental illnesses. You are not Asperger's. I get your parents wanted you to be the first generation that takes care of them. So your parents will want you to raise them when they, you know, when they retire and stuff. And you're the first sacrificial generation. But that's the thing because you're sacrificed because they don't want you to have the social skills. They don't want you to so, so, have the social skills because they want you to be good at school. So they're very tough on you. They're tiger parents. I'm not a tiger parent. So a lot of times the students, they think I'm John is too tough. No, no, because I'm tough because I believe that there's more to your potential than you realize you have. And getting you there is, is faster that way. It's like training a puppy, a brand new puppy. It's just going to shit all over the place and bark and chew furniture if it's not trained properly. So it's not trying to cause you harm. But for the parents, I can see they are trying to cause you harm because in their goal, they want you to take care of them. They want you to take care of them. I want to raise your self-esteem by getting you more results. It's like Navy SEALs. It's like the army. And because of this, yes, not all Asians are autistic or Asperger's, but the pickup artists are almost, almost some type of autism on the spectrum somewhere. Pickup artists, not, not, not the general popular, pickup artists. A lot of Asians with a Mao A gene, they have a high degree of psychopathy, 56% to be exact. I know. Taiwanese a little bit higher. I know all the statistics for all this stuff. I know the statistics. 
So you guys cannot connect. Some of you cannot connect very well. But because you can't connect, you don't have facial expressions. Because you don't have facial expressions, people cannot read you. Women do not understand you from the evolutionary psychology circuits. You are reinforcing the negative stereotypes. You're causing this to yourself. You only have yourself to blame. So stop blaming the media. Because of this Wuhan wash. I mean, <clears throat> when you see like Wuhan and my students are not getting beaten up. And that's a problem because you have such a high fucking ego, especially when you have pickup artists. You have such a high ego and low self-esteem. And I've given you on my website over there, as you can click on the front page, it's on the red. There's a binaural beat for raising your self-esteem. If you listen to it five hours a day, seven days a week, while it's not a cure, you will begin to get your perceptions back. Because the lower self-esteem you have, the higher the ego. The higher the ego, the more delusional you are. The more angrier you are at me. And when you lower the triggerness of your ego and you raise your self-esteem, you realize what John is saying, even though I sound harsh. And I don't care if I'm not like Donald Trump's not like, but half the people like him. That's when you realize that John's not evil. John's actually telling the truth. And then you start to see R.C. Tyler's eyes. You start to see that he's just nothing but malevolent. And you thought he was helping you. No, my system is the opposite of R.C. Everything that I teach is the direct opposite of RSD. You're like, there's no fucking way it's the opposite, right? That's, you're just talking, you're just talking of your ass, John. It's not opposite. There's no way it's opposite. There's no way John Elite System and RSD are opposite because I have different student results. I have more Asians laid than anyone in the whole fucking world for Dagan. But let's look at, let's examine it. And why you want to blame other people, you don't want to take responsibility and how this RSD belief system helps you to absolve yourself from responsibility, okay? So RSD, things looks don't matter. We all know that. It's not some thing that I'm making up. RSD really believes that looks don't matter. And of course, that's very appealing to the Asian men. Uh, be the contrary. I never followed RSD herd. Exactly. Think about this way. So if looks don't matter, would it appeal to a person who's Asian and who doesn't want to take responsibility for things? You know, they don't want to take responsibility in their life. They want to be a value denier, sociopath, opinions as facts. Would looks don't matter, according to RSD, would that be appealing to somebody who's, and you know, that's probably like, what's my belief about looks? Fashion does matter. All my students dress the same. It speeds up delay. So why make it harder on yourself? My belief is that, yeah, fashion is like driving with your feet. You can do it your way. It's harder, but it's doable. Doesn't mean it's the most optimal because you got a spam approach and only 1% of the students SMBing it gets any sort of results. That's what makes it dangerous. And the second thing is that this, the next belief is that race doesn't matter. But, oh, if RSD says race doesn't matter, right? Of course you're going to be sucked into that system. Like, we're going to be sucked right into that system like a vacuum cleaner. And that's the problem. You're going to go right into it. It's like you can't even think for yourself anymore. Like, oh, shit. Race doesn't matter, right? We just got to take massive action and be confident. But what you re don't realize is that race does matter. Because you'll be taking massive action and you're taking massive uncalibrated action. There is actually a race hierarchy. I know a lot of people say limiting beliefs. But in reality, because they're value deniers, they don't admit that there is value. They deny their muscle. They deny their height. They deny whatever advantages they have. So they always want to think it's the game, the sociopath. It's all the game. Game. More game. It's always limiting beliefs. It's game. No, but there is a race hierarchy, as you guys can see. Especially... <coughs> 
there's definitely a race hierarchy. And we know who's on the very top. We all know what's on, who's on the very top. And we also know who's on the very, very bottom. It's not Indians. It's not Indians. I can assure you that. Because whitewash Indian is somewhere these days more in the middle. Kind of like 4 out of 10. And Asians and maybe like very negative stereotype Indians are on the bottom. But then Indians can look like different ethnicities. They can look black, Latino. They can look whitewashed. They can look Pakistani. So their SMV can vary because women cannot verify. Women has no fucking clue. They have no fucking clue. They can say like, oh, I'm this race. But unless they know your backstory, they don't. They don't. So, of course, RSD says height doesn't matter. But Johnny Lee says, for some unknown fucking reason, being above five foot nine, it becomes a downhill battle. I don't know why that is. I had so many students over the years. I got more students laid than anyone, more than anyone else combined. You can take all of RSD students. I still got more. Way more. Way more. Way more testimonials for Dega. But for some unknown reason, that fucking five foot nine height seems to, even when I teach boot camps, once you reach five foot nine, it just becomes easier. Maybe it's the national average for Canada, not the United States, like five foot nine and a half or something, or five foot ten in the United States. It changes from year to year, but that is a magical number. Once you reach five foot nine, it's just downhill battle. And of course, there are people out there who is using half truth pills saying that they are five foot bullshit. Five, with my heel list, I'm like five foot eight. I don't reach five foot nine. But if you're saying that they're not like towering over me and somehow they're just magically losing inches off their height, that's bullshit. This is where the world has become value denying. Yeah, and the height does matter, but now they're back in the corner and I gotta say height does not, oh, their height is shorter. And you've seen this even with Asian dating coaches who are into RSD that says, oh yeah, I'm just five foot 10. No, they're five foot 11. I'm not fucking stupid. I know what five foot 11 looks like. And this is what it comes down to. So yes, height does matter for a day game. It does not matter for night game. It does not matter for Tinder. You can write the, on the Tinder that you are a few inches taller than you really are. But day game, height does matter at that deep. It does. I hate to say it. Unless you want to get positive reactions. Anyone can get positive reactions. Anyone can get phone number videos. Anyone can get this kind of shit. But I tell you, see, from open to sex. I don't give a fuck about that. Positive reactions. That doesn't mean shit to me. Height does help. And social skills help. It's not about being more gaming. And that's why you find it so appealing. Like, for example, RSD Tyler, just grabbing women, getting positive reactions. Doesn't mean shit. Doesn't go anywhere. Clown game. Clown fucking game. That's why you're into that. It's like, oh yeah, look at these short. It's bullshit. They say take massive action, right? That's, that's RSD's mindset. And it's so appealing to the Asians who do not want to have any skills. They don't they want to blame the media they want to blame everything else but they don't want to develop social skills so they want to take massive action okay sounds like a great plan sounds like a great plan doesn't it well think about this way johnny elite believes you should take massive calibrated action from elite 30 from hard case to hero body language and it's not like acting lessons it's more like a um public speaking it is not line by line body language copy by body language it is flow like it is from within to without and it takes training to get there and that's the problem asians do not want to train their body language asians love to hunch asians love to be like hi i thought you're cute i i want to come by and say hi oh wow oh nice what is your name oh high five 
I know a woman named with the same name too. Oh wow, you are so cool. You know, maybe I should get your number. We should go on a date. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And then she flakes. You sound beta as fuck. That's the problem. You sound beta as fuck. Because of this belief, this mindset that you got to take massive action becomes a numbers game, becomes volume. But the problem is that even if 1% of the students get results from this volume, 1%, that's not you. Because you may not have exactly the value. Some of them have the value, but not you. Not you. And also, they say you got to inner game that shit. But you know what I say? If it's elite 30 from hard case to hero, body language first. And some people, they think, oh, I know that. But it's different because sometimes you may know something. You may understand something. You look at it and you say, I can dismiss that. With autism, it's easy to dismiss. It's like you have very shallow thinking. With autism, it's kind of like a glacier. You don't see what's underneath the water, all that big glacier. You only see the small surface on top. It's kind of like the Bible. You, you, you just you read it and you read it literally. But you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. Elite 30 from hard case to hero. There are students that take Kaizen where they have to work on the body language, all of it. They have to rebuild it. You know how hard Kaizen is? They have no lines whatsoever in the Kaizen course. That's all Elite 30 on steroids. You know how hard Kaizen is? Holy fuck. Kaizen is brutal. It is the hardest thing. That means it's kind of like Krav Maga. When you see me fighting and stuff, and I can do all these moves over and over when you see these videos. Guess what? That took five years of training. It took 10 years to be a black belt. I'm only halfway through the system. And Israel is fighting with Hamas right now. They're fucking slamming the country full of rockets while the other one are leveling their buildings. These people are fucking crazy and they are ruthless. And that's the system I learned from. That's the system I learned from. So what I was trying to say is that um, it's not about spam approaching. It's not about inner gaming and that shit. It's actually outer game. So when you fix the outside, what happened is that this is what happened to my Middle Eastern student. He got laid within a week. He was from these form groups. The thing is that he had good social skills. So he didn't need to work on the social skills. And that's different. That's an Elite 30 Module 5. However, the social calibrations in Module 3, he did not have. <coughs> in the first few days, women are already into him. He has social circle. <coughs> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. <coughs> Maybe laryngitis. I don't know. <coughs> but in this social circle, women were not into him. They were not into him at all. He was friend-zoned or just ignored. He was just another orbiter. But after Elite 30, his body language changed one by one. The women were all into him. They're begging for him to drive him home. They start talking with him more. He didn't know what was happening. But it's easy to dismiss because you look at Elite 30 and you just think it could be this or it could be that. But we know that's not true. Because when you look at the front of my website, you see nothing but testimonials. Another truth, you may notice something that when your friend goes to record your approach and what you know goes out the window. Exactly. The only thing you can really carry with you to that approach is that when you drill down Elite 30 from Hard Case to Hero in front of the mirror, you have practiced like 100 fucking times. And that student, that Middle Eastern student, he practiced 16 hours a day. And he's like, John, why do I have to practice 16 hours? I was like, shut the fuck up. Okay, you're from these forum groups. You don't have an opinion until you get laid. He got rationalized. I said, shut, shut up. Uh, shut up. And he's okay. Yes, sir. 
And he did it because he said, yes, sir. He's not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be like a fucking drill sergeant, Navy SEAL, although this book is a new Navy SEAL book. And my training is tough. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to scare the shit of a lot of you. Shit's going to literally fly out of your ass when I train you. But it works. Because it's like the military. It's like the Navy SEALs. My training is exactly like the Navy SEALs. Extremely fucking tough. But you're going to be extremely, like, you're going to be killers of digging. And that's what brings the self-esteem. Man, 16 hours a day. So what did he do? 16 hours. First bit, he practiced in front of the mirror. And he's like, John, I'm still practicing. I'm tired. Shut the fuck up. Just do it. Later on, he's in his social circle. He started practicing for a few hours with the women. After that, he went in day game. And he went to sleep. He did that for an entire fucking month. 30 days. First week, he got laid. So he, his, I, already made his, I already got his video testimonial done. It, it's here. It's here. I have it over here. And the thing is that it's not even for the public yet. And I have to delete some parts because he was not getting results from another dating coach's course. But um, right over here. What's up, guys? I'm here to give my full review and testimonial to John Elite and his program and his coaching. But let me just introduce myself. I'm a Middle Eastern dude that lives in... That's all I can say. Right now, I'm going to have to change his voice. But the point is, after that, I change his voice. After I change his voice. His results, he got laid. And um, afterwards... In one week afterwards, he fingered the woman because he couldn't get up. He almost got a second lay. It would have been great for a testimonial, but he fingered her for an hour. After that, he was about to fuck a model. I told him not to do it because the model says that her boyfriend's in the goddamn jail. And she, he, he allows her to fuck other guys. I, I say that's bullshit. She's a sociopath. She's a sociopath. Do not fucking fuck her. And he's like, okay, just don't do it. As soon as he got out of jail, they came after my student and they tried to kill him. So my student, they took like one of the guys, he knocked him out so badly that he broke his eyes. So he's blind in one eye. After that, three guys came back after him and they tried to stab him in the fucking chest. Apparently he didn't go through his chest. It's not the first time my students got stabbed because there's always cycles around the women. It's not the first time that happened. And I teach my students to learn Krav Maga, how to defend themselves. Sometimes they don't listen. But both times when they stab the students, they're Middle Eastern people. This time some Somali and Middle Easterns. It's always Middle Eastern. So the idea that stereotypes, right? Asian stereotypes. Mental illnesses create the stereotypes. I'm not trying to be racist against Middle Eastern, but they have stabbed two of my students. So I'm just saying be careful out there. And yes, I did bang a Persian chick and her husband luckily did not kill me. <laughs> so I can post that stuff in the future. And I have a lot of new infields. I can show maybe like bits and clips if you want to. But I don't want to give it all away because you know how much money I make per infield? I make quite a lot of money. But I can post some clips and just censor it completely. Then you can kind of see me in, in new infields and stuff. It's not a problem. I have plenty. I got endless. I'm just showing you whatever I have right now. But yeah, <clears throat> for the Middle Eastern student. Afterwards, you finger her that and that. Then that's his testimonial. That's awesome. <clears throat> How about this? Right now, I can change his voice. And then I can play it. I'm going to use a program so you guys, you guys can hear. And I can change his voice. So let's get to it. 
Hold on a second. So I have a program. It seems like the phone is actually very good for editing the videos. So let me make a new one. So new project. And let's find that student. Where is he? Is it worth doing this for the time? Is it worth doing this? Shit, there's a lot of lay picks too. Like he's getting a blowjob. You can see in my blog. Like he's basically holding her head down and she's giving him a blowjob. And he took pictures of that. Look, why change his voice? Well, I think he's kind of recognizable um, where he was or something like that. So he didn't want to. There's actually a lot of testimonials. Too many. One second. Way too many testimonials. But he, he prefers to do that. But normally I don't change. What's up, girl? One second. This one. All right. So again, he does call out another coach that he didn't want to call out. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? I'm here to give my full review and testimonial to John Elite and his program and his coaching. But let me just introduce myself. Remember, if he attacks another coach, because I told him to be nice. So, I'm a Middle Eastern dude that lives in Europe. I've been doing it all my life. And I'm also a victim for us, the Todd Valentine, Matt Orkson, John Anthony Lifestyle, you name it. So I've been following those guys for like five or six years, but actually, actually getting zero results. Then, you know, I was looking on different internet forums and stuff like that. To find he was originally from Reddit. He saw like, you know, he saw a lot of chaotic shit. It's, everything's fine now. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. But the thing is that he says, I'm going to train with you no matter what, John. I, I like the fact that, you know, you don't give a fuck. And it's like, I respect that. It's like, okay. When we got late, my computer broke down and I couldn't post this, but yeah. A new, a new coach. Uh, then I saw like John Elite and his program and his coaching getting hated by everybody. Yeah. At the beginning, I was skeptical too. You know, I thought that people may be telling the truth about him, but. Can you kind of hear it? Then I was actually given a chance. I emailed him. I talked with him. And I, I think he was a nice dude, you know. Yeah, so I was like giving him a shot, you know. He actually answered me, he actually helped me out. So I bought Elite 13 and his coaching. And after being one week inside this program, I actually got laid with a blonde girl in my social circle. And I had three more days to go. And now about a week inside this program. And I really think that white people are actually hating on him. Why people like talking shit about on internet forums is because I was a white person, but regardless, <laughs> you know. I think he's the best dating coach out there, without doubt. You know, like if you sign up for him, you'll definitely get results. The only question is when you will get the results, not if. Because look at me, I was the victim for six years without zero results. Like I have actually zero results. So when I, when I signed up for him, I actually got inside inside his program for one week. And the way like John actually coaches you, he's direct on point. He's like, no questions asked, just do it. Like, and he, sometimes it can be hard. I'm not gonna lie. Like when he says I'm, I don't let him speak because I, I didn't give a fuck about his opinion. And also, um, the thing is, I am tough. I am tough. And you're wondering how tough. You think Dan Pena is tough? 
you guys know what you sign up for. I'm not going to make like, I'm not going to beat around the bush. If you're scared of that, just go listen to the self-esteem video so you don't get triggered as much. It's on front of my page. It's a red video. But I am tough as motherfucking, like, I am tough. This is the Navy SEALs here of day game. You train killers. It's not to lower your self-esteem. If you can't keep up and you get washed out, guess what? You're part of Team B. Team B needs a little bit more work. Team C is kind of like they're not going to procreate. So you, you don't want to be part of Team C. You want to be part of Team A or Team B, like SEAL Team 1 or SEAL Team 2, not SEAL Team 3, which... He's doing it for a purpose, and that's because he wants you guys to succeed. He wants you to take action in getting stuff done. So, I actually recommend it to everybody. Like, if you don't take his courses or his coaching, you're missing out something big. Because he's a without question ask, the best one out there. Like, literally, the best one out there. Like, and that's what he calls tough love. Because he's direct on point, he'll tell you what to do. Don't like ask any questions, just do it and take the action and you will see results. Look at me, I'm a Middle Eastern dude, five, seven tall. I actually got laid yesterday, one week inside this program. And when I, when I was like doing OST, John Anthony Lifestyle program, I didn't achieve anything in six years. Yeah, I gotta have to, he wants that part like, you know, cut out. But the point is that I just told him to say whatever that he needed to say and do not censor his opinion, but try to be polite and friendly about it you know professional courtesy but this is what he said five years but with john just only one week it required one week i actually got the results so yeah thank you guys for listening i really recommend it yeah so it's not exactly the same as a game course neither are my courses the same it was only body language he didn't learn a single flirt or single tease nothing like that he just worked 16 hours a day on this body language. You're like, holy shit, it is that much work. And there's so many testimonials. Here's another one. Another Asian guy, Filipino. So this is my video testimonial for John Lee, the best dating coach in the world. I just want to give a quick review and- well, how, come, it's like, how come you didn't post this shit? This guy's Asian. This is the guy that dressed exactly like my other students. In fact, I can show you here what he looks like. Experience of how he has helped me get the results that I wanted, which was getting laid in real life. Real life. And you guys, it's real. The stuff that he teaches is real. So as far as my background goes, I am Asian and I'm five foot 11 and I'm Filipino. And with my height, I do have a slight advantage, but it's not good enough. And one of the things that coach John taught me was you need to have a solid social skills, solid social calibrations, emotional intelligence and game. But game was just only a small part of it. So when I first contacted John, it was through Skype. And one of the issues that I had was approach anxiety. For the first two days, I couldn't even approach a girl, like no matter how hard I tried. And because I took a Skype session, he taught me specifically how to get over that approach anxiety, what to do, 
actually he actually gave me supplements to take and he told me in um, as far as approaching anxiety my cortisol was way too high and because of that Skype session I was able then to approach so after that you know I asked him in his opinion how else can I get better how else can I get good and one of the things that he told me was just to listen to everything he says and do exactly everything he says so that's what I did everything that he told me to do I did everything he taught me I applied it to the best I can and truthfully you guys it's just been mostly drilling rather than going out there approaching and because Wait. of me drilling He's saying, well he's saying he actually, instead of going out there and spam approaching, he'd been practicing and drilling in front of the mirror and correcting everything. You're like, holy, sh this is, is this revolutionary new technology? No, it's called Elite 30 from Hard Case to Hero. It is not the same as game. There's no game that's being taught. Wait a minute. I thought you were a dating coach. It's supposed to be game. No, you, you just been all misled. This is evolutionary psychology, guys. Social skills, body language matters more during COVID. This is the fashion that worked. This is lockdown three. Are you guys getting this? To calibrate in real life interaction of what to do. And then after that, um, I decided that, or actually coach John decided that having an infield analysis would help me tremendously. So I decided to do it. And I was able to record a few of my interactions and as far as his infield analysis, we went over it. And the thing is with him, it was very detailed. Every interaction that I had was broken down to the smallest pieces, to the smallest word, sentence, and even the tonality. My tonality in the beginning. Any voice recorder is fine, as long as you can get the earphones or something so you can hear the audio. Does that make sense? All right, let's continue. Let's continue. Never, ever try to do that. And second of all, don't be afraid to use the Skypes because you guys think I'm going to upsell you. No, but for this guy, I felt like he needed the Skype because he's really fucked up. I didn't say elite access. I didn't say that. I just said Skype because the other London student did the same thing. He fixed everything second by second. It's like walking a tightrope. Every second counts to keep her on the line. very up top I kept talking upwards and I sounded very beta and just that alone kind of put me in a bad situation where the girl was I have all his infields I also have the recording of the Skype which I got permission from him in the future to mix it with the testimonials you can see why I'm not posting so many testimonials because they take forever to fucking make because I have to put the audio in there, I have to put all the infields, all that stuff together. It's just too much fucking work. This is why I'm on YouTube Live today. It's just too much fucking work. Give it a thumbs up if you guys are liking any of this and you're learning something. Just having him analyze my videos, it helped tremendously because he was able to show me things that I wasn't able to see. And by him showing me things to, to I guess he kind of opened up my mind and show me specifically what to do, how to do it, keeping her on the line. On the line, yes. There are certain techniques he taught me how to keep her on the line. 
And one of those things is what he calls a boxing concept. Not literally like punching her in the face, but like through um, when you're talking to her, just having a boxing mentality. And that just helped tremendously. So after that first type analysis. Yeah, just, just boxing mentality. It does not mean combative. It means like mentally, every single jab is almost like a conversational skill or a social skills. We don't believe in verbals or conversational skills or artistic PUA lines here. John Elite company. There's other companies that are autistic as shit. Uh, I haven't used up my Skype sessions from why I brought from course back in the uh, way, but will you still remember if I show? I will. Um, if you can show me a receipt and it actually does say Skype, I will honor it. I will honor it. I don't give a fuck. Okay. I will not upsell you guys on anything. Do not be afraid to use your Skype. If you guys do feel like you gain a lot of value out of the Skype and a lot of solutions, and you do need a little bit of help during COVID 19, then yeah, I would like to train you. It, but you have to be the one making the decision. Most of the people in the Skype, if I don't really like, you know, if, if I argue with you, I don't want to spend a year with you on elite access. I don't. I, I'm Life is too short. So I kick out a lot of people. And there are people out there who wants to still train with me, even when things re, like um, needs to be renewed. I would say no, because if I don't like you, I won't let you train with me. But use your Skypes. Sacrifice the pawn. It's like a chess game. You have six, for example, you have the bundle. You have six Skypes, but you need to find what your mistakes are. You can sacrifice your pawn so you can take out a bigger piece like a rook or a, or a knight or something. Does that make sense? So do not feel like you're obligated or pressured because of the Skype. This guy paid for infield analysis. It's not just a regular Skype. He wanted to go over his audio infield second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour. He wanted every detail scrutinized to keep her on the line. Until he can actually see it, you are not allowed to have infield analysis on your Skypes, guys. That takes too much time. That's why it costs three hundred bucks. Uh, two days later, I approached the girl. The first approach, she converted. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the insta date, so she gave me her number, and then we set up the date and everything. So with this girl, you know, I take her out on the date. And I make sure to just record it just as reference because, you know, I did not know what mistakes I was making at the time. I don't know what I don't know. Only Coach John knows. He sees things that I was not able to see. So it was good because he told me just to record it and we can use it in the next infield analysis and we can go over it. So the next time I go out on a date, I know exactly what to do. And that's what I did. I just did exactly what he said. And I recorded my date. And on the date, I actually pulled her to my place on the first date. And then from there, you know, our third date, we started the date at her apartment. So I pulled twice after the first infield analysis. But unfortunately, at the time, I didn't know what to do, and I was messing up, and I didn't know it. And luckily, I recorded it. So after that, um, that girl, she fell through. It just didn't work out because I fucked up so bad. Well, yeah, here's the funny thing, though. And fast forward. I can hear in the infield that women wanted to fuck him in the bedroom. <laughs> she wanted to fuck him, but he's just like Forrest Gump. He's like life is like a box of chocolates 
you never know what you're gonna get. And she's like, what the fuck? She's she still wants it. She's giving him all the hints. And he's like, my mama says, stupid is as stupid does. Mm. But then next next one, and he fuck. So uh, there was another <laughs> girl that I met, and you know I got her number, and before the date, we did an infield analysis, and same thing with the infield analysis. John showed me specifically where I fucked up and <laughs> what I did wrong and showed me specifically and technically on what to do when this happens. What See, that's a funny thing, happens. though. Lots of people analyze infields. You got crap with McKing and stuff like that. They think they know. But if a London student's already getting laid on the first analysis and this guy's getting laid on the second one, then what the fuck do they know? And why does it take six months of analysis? Doesn't make any fucking sense. Why will anyone waste six months of their fucking precious life through analysis? It doesn't make any sense if they can get fucking analyzed and laid in the, such a short amount of time. Objections towards the end. I just hold up here. This is how you deal with it. And the thing, you guys, after that infill analysis, I got my first lay, and which. And what's even crazier is that everything that he said in the infield analysis, it it all happened from pulling to my place, from her having objections mm -hmm. to last minute resistance. Mm -hmm. And just like he predicted and like what he said, it happened exactly. But the thing Yeah, a lot of people think I'm psychic or something. Even my other friend is like showing me graphs and stuff, and I tell him exactly how far all these Bitcoin stuff will go and exact numbers and everything, and it's always turned out to be right. <laughs> so I'm a little bit on the intuitive side. So I'm able to predict exactly what happens, exactly when the time period, when the students get laid and all that stuff. A lot, I freak a lot of people out. I, I'm a scientific guy. I don't believe in this shit, but it, it keeps happening. It keeps happening. So I was ready for it, and I studied, and I drilled, so... My first lay, and at the time I was just so surprised because it's like he's psychic, you know. Yeah. Like he he saw it coming, and as it was happening, this is not the first time you ever heard this from the student when they say John predicted all the things. He told me exactly what to text, exactly what she'll say. I just know, but I don't know how I know these things. I I have a very strong intuition, so. And with my date. She had the objections, and I was already thinking, like, damn, Coach John called this out, and it's actually happening. Yeah, and all that looping, all that stuff, it works like gangbusters. So whenever you have these stupid 14 flowchart objections dealing bullshit, and they're saying that's the most objective, you know, you win the battle before it's fought. Yeah, but most of their students are usually white students, so it doesn't even fucking matter for Tinder or whatever bullshit. But this is different. This is different. This is actually, like, stuff that it works in every instance. No matter what, it's just how much looping do you use? How much looping do you use? You know, luckily with the infield analysis, I knew exactly what to do. Yeah, we can go on. Then we can say, let's look at the next testimonial, shall we? And it just keeps going on and on and on. There is no shortage of late testimonials. How's it going, guys? This is an update during COVID-19. This is quiet. Testimonial for John. John Elite. So basically, I just want to say, 
to all you guys out there that are thinking about it. You're being stuck with all this. YouTube I can make this louder. It's quiet. RSD. This guy runs all of RSD's um, hot seats in Vancouver. So he's not like some guy who's just talking on his ass. This is the Middle Eastern student, the, the taller Middle Eastern student. So unless you want me to put his thing like over there and make his voice louder and change his voice or whatever the fuck, you get the point because there's going to be so many testimonials, way more testimonials. There's going to be 10 more. The, the whole phone's full of testimonials. You guys have no idea what's coming. It's going to be like a, like a fucking Moses splitting the fucking Red Sea. But maybe you should fucking listen to me. None of these people are learning game during COVID-19. Don't you get through your head that both the products are very, very dissimilar. And for those of you who still has a Skype, you should fucking use it. I will not upsell you on shit at all. If you want to train with me afterwards, that's your prerogative. I don't give a fuck, but you have to be a good fit. If you're not a good fit, I will tell you to fuck off. I already cut out a lot of people that wanted to train with me. I say, no, 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 you're not a good fit. But John, what about getting that money? You know, the cheddar, the money. I don't give a fuck about your money. I've got money. It's like the last thing I care about. I'm trying to help the Asian men. The Asian men. I have a mission. And you're seeing me, seeing it through. And to get more Asian men across the finish line, you guys need to dress like my students because now there's a lot of people disliking Asian men because of xenophobia and they're getting beaten up. You cannot dress like the same. You cannot have the same fucking theory of just dressing whatever you want. Because you dress like an Asian man. Hope that makes sense. All right, let's continue. So freedom from outcome, right? So RSD, got inner game I share. Johnny Lee, outside first, change the actions, and the results will change from the inside. So it's outside in. And then once it's outside in, your belief changes, then it becomes inside out. After inside out again, then it improves your body language again, and it's outside in. Does that make sense? It's not inside out. It's not inner game night shit because that only makes you approach more and spam approach more. That's all. And if you really want to spam approach more, you don't actually need RSD. You can just watch this one book. I'll show you. The 10X rule. Right here. The 10X rule. With this one book, you can actually replace over 1,000 RSD videos. The 10X rule by Grant Cardone. I'm not a big fan of Grant Cardone. I don't like that guy. But however, this book is solid. It gets you the mindset to approach more, to take more action. So you don't actually need RSD. You don't need to watch Tyler in so many nonstop videos. You don't. Freedom from outcome. But I say results matter. John Elite says, keep focusing on her on the line till the close. It's like Jordan Belfort. Keep her on the line. And RSD, high vibrational energy. John Elite says, raise your self-esteem and lower your ego with the binaural beats. So you don't get triggered by delusions. So you don't need to have this high vibrational energy or call high, don't offend me energy. That's what high vibrational energy is. High vibrational energy is high, do not defend or do not hurt my ego and low self-esteem energy. That's all it is. High vibrational energy does not exist. Of course, it's very good to have good feelings and stuff like that and be professional. And But that's wearing a mask. That's wearing a mask. That is to manipulate you because they know your low self-esteem traits. They know that you guys are delusional due to low self-esteem, that you are spam approachers without any skills. They know, they know, RSD knows that you are going to take the wrong path in the four months is going to blow up in your motherfucking face and it's going to fail no matter what you do in life. It doesn't have to be day game. It could be anything, whether you're running a side hustle business or doing it, it'll fail. And after it fails three times in your life during that year, 
let's say you were 22 years old, you're 23 now. And some of you are like 30 something, you're like 36 or something. And then you wasted eight years of RSD, but you're so invested. So you're stuck in low self-esteem. RSD knows this stuff. It's not because RSD is trying to raise your inner game or confidence or self-esteem. They're actually manipulating you because they know that you don't have high self-esteem. And I've given you the solutions on my blog. Check it out on the front page. Look at that red video. It'll give you a binaural beat if you listen for five hours a day. Five hours, you can play in the background in the earphones very quietly. You can go cook dinner. You can do anything. You can go work out in the gym. Five hours. After five hours, you're going to start to see that, you know, in your infield, you see a lot of mistakes that you could not hear before. And you realize that your perception was hijacked. When your perception was hijacked all this time, you didn't realize that John was trying to help you out, that John is not evil. You guys see John is actually a very nice guy. He just sounds kind of harsh and stuff. But that's that, that's just the perception because it's almost like a virtual reality goggles or something in a different ear. It's like you're hearing something else out there and you're thinking this is like positive reactions or some shit like that. And what's happening is that you think, okay, I'm getting positive reactions. That's great. The positive reactions. But in reality, you're actually seeing a different reality because she's rejecting it. You. You, you have no idea why she's rejecting it. But in reality, in your perception, the mystery method, the IOIs, you think that the women were into you, but they were not. You're just seeing positive reactions. Just positive reactions, nothing else. So, one second. Okay. Well, fucking neighbors are. gonna turn on the fan. All right. <clears throat> so, what else? High vibrational energy. So, honestly, believes that you can use your delusions, right, as a weapon with affirmations. You can steer your your direction of your life. But in reality, I believe that you should have a very clear mental filter. The less delusional you are, the more you can adapt to the battlefield. So if I tell somebody that there's a specific passion that's very useful, I'm just telling you that's the battlefield. And this is the battlefield data. And that's the problem. That's what they don't have. <coughs> okay? So that's exactly it. Does that kind of make sense? So it's not because I'm trying to be evil or trying to be mean or anything like that. I'm just telling you, stop blaming the media. Stop blaming the media. You have created these problems yourself. And 1% of the RSD victims, they're very vocal, the ones who got results. Only 1%. You look at all their audience, 1%. And for that 1%, they're very vocal. They say, you got to use RSD. I'm just saying, maybe there's a different way. There's a different way. My system is the opposite of RSD. If it's less than 1%, then maybe the other side has a bigger percentage. It used to be 80%. Just like when somebody else says that when you are a Wayne, yeah, when I was a Wayne, I had a bigger audience. And whenever I teach on Skype, I teach you a different course. All that new concepts that you're hearing is just the old concepts I always had here. I always taught the Asian version, the Asian version. The products is just like a more of a generalized. It's just, a, it's like a university lecture. So all this time, when you look at Elite Playbook is 15 or 16 hours that long. And that's like a mental transplant. It's like me talking to you. It's, it's not like a video course like Elite 30. It's very different, very, very different. So when I talk to you, it's almost like we're talking together right now and I'm answering your questions. It's an environmental exposure. That's what elite playbook feels like. It feels like a mental transplant, but that I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth. That course is better for the students that already mastered elite 30. And the 
it seems to help taller students with a higher SMV for the natural status. I hate to say it. It's, it's like, John, you cannot tell people these kind of things. You're going to lose business. No, I'm going to tell you guys the motherfucking truth. Even if I lose business, they're telling the truth. If you start with just a playbook without Elite 30, if you have some SMV, it will somewhat work for you. But if you start with Elite 30 and then build the playbook on top, it work even twice as fast. But for the Asians who buys the bundles, Asians are not even allowed to look at the playbook until they master Elite 30. That's how harsh I am. I'll say, I want to learn some lines, John. It's not about the lines. There's no lines. It's all algorithms. Push-pull, compliment, takeaway. But what am I supposed to say? Well, whatever fucking natural in the moment. I'm supposed to tease her. What am I so it doesn't matter. Get the tonality right. It's about the, keeping her on that line at that moment. But Elite 30 has no game tactics. There's no push pose. There's no teases. There's no there's no amusement, like self-amusement shit. There's no challenging. Elite 30 is really just a body language, non-verbal communication course. And Elite Playbook barely has any of that shit. It only has enough just as a footnote, just to say it's included in the toolbox. That's it. So they're very different courses. But they, they go on top of each other. It's like cake and the fucking icing on top. That's it. That's all it is. But they're very different. It's kind of like building downwards in the foundation and building the building upwards. That's what it is. And also, when you have so many late testimonials, which I'm posting right now, I'm just looking through whatever it says. <clears throat> you got to stop being triggered. So I want every single person to go to my front site, okay, and look at that binaural beats video, bookmark it. I might actually make a playlist on how to raise your self-esteem for people that are into RSD. Maybe I can make a seven day on the YouTube live and explain to you how to raise your self-esteem. The video is like 30 minutes, but do five hours. You can play both of them at the same time. Don't worry, it's not, I'm not brainwashing you or nothing like that. There's no suggestibility. I'm just gonna tell you what you are gonna expect when you start going through five days of this stuff. I mean, seven days, five hours a day. You're gonna start to see clearer for the first time in your life. And some of the students, like one of the students started telling me stuff like this. I'll read it out loud. He's been through more than seven days. He's been through eight, 10 days because his self-esteem does not go up that high. So this guy. Yes, sir. Um, sounds good. Uh, I know my skills are still bad. I'm going to be st stay humble. Okay. Um, she has my number. I doubt she'll text me afterwards. Blah, blah, blah. Um, watch all the way. Blah, blah, blah. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah, he, he was on an Insta day or something, and he got delusional again. Even though he was listening to this, his self-esteem is super low. One of the students have the lowest self-esteem of all my students. But once he started getting his ego trip, the self-esteem went down. But before that, he just put, I'm very happy. Uh, yeah, more self-esteem, definitely. I look at the YouTube hand gestures. Um, five hours, stay up. I do this every single night. I'm around 60% self-esteem improved. That was like two weeks or something, 60%. He needed more time to repair the self-esteem. You never know how low self-esteem an RSD victim will have. That's all I'm saying. That's all I want to teach you for today. Next time, I will teach you a different topic. It's just, if I wasn't here, I don't have enough time to edit all these videos. And my video editor takes a long time. It takes like three days or some shit to get anything done. So I, I there will be no videos if I wasn't here. But this is just my personal opinion. It's just my opinion. You can tell me that I'm wrong. But 
try to tell that to all the Asian lay testimonials and try to tell that to all the testimonials because I have the most in the world. I have the most Asians laid in the world for day game and Indians and you know everything. It just beats every single metric in the whole world combined. So what the fuck for day game? So anyways, any more questions before I go? I went in one hour and 30 minutes. But stop blaming the media and take extreme ownership. And if you don't want to read this book, you can always go to like these kind of places where you can get a summary of the book. So you get an idea. Because some of you, even if you've read it, you're not going to follow it because the sociopathy will always tell you that you are right. You're going to be a tragic hero. You're going to blame somebody else. You're going to go back into your mindsets. Any more questions? Or that's it. So you better write quick before I end this. No questions? No? No questions? Well, give it a thumbs up then and check out my site. I mean, I can use a little bit more visitors. There's a lot of visitors, but lately it's just a, like um, it's a little bit more. I, I know you guys are depressed, but I want to get you guys results. And it is going to be tougher for the Asians this year. I hate to tell you guys. I'm not going to lie to you. If I told you that it's going to be easier, I don't want to manipulate you. Lockdown one was easier. Lockdown two became okay. Lockdown three is going to be like only the most whitewashed will survive in the highest social skills like that, student. There is no mercy here. But John, that's discouraging. No, I'm not because that's not delusional. By telling the truth, you can adapt to the battlefield. You guys have to be so much better than last year. You have to be so much better. You have to be Wherever you are in terms of skill, as I'm being it before with RSD, just spam approaching, your skill now has to move up to here. You're like, fuck, that's a big jump. I know. Elite 30 from hard case to hero. You better practice 16 hours in the mirror every single day. And you better pray to God that's enough. That's what I think. Anyways, that's all I say. I hope you enjoyed today's live stream since there's no more questions. In the hair, the reason why I was using the hair is because, well, my hair was fucked up today. So, uh, it was down and I couldn't get it working properly. So I decided to dress like this for this video topic. So see you in the next one. Hope you enjoyed it. Give it a thumbs up. There's not many thumbs up because this topic is too is too like on the nose. It is just it's gonna it's gonna hurt a lot of people's egos. Anyways, yeah. Johnny Lee out.